ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Unemployed Steve Barber. And joining me as my awesome co-host, as always, <laughs> is delicious Dwaylon Davis, the intellectual rock star himself. Hey, everybody. And, yeah, I just have to say the unemployed part because uh, technically as of about 1 o'clock in the afternoon last Thursday, I am not employed. Um and actually, it would have been like that this week anyway. Um, right. But I was supposed to have something lined up that I was supposed to start next Monday, and it fell through mm-hmm. at the last minute. But no, I was not about to resend my notice at work because <laughs> no. I already, yeah. Uh, because if I'd have kept on, I was probably about one more 70 hour week away from uh, having to go to the hospital. And Oh, yeah. You'd have been on the hospital or on the evening news. Yes. So. Uh, left the job I'd been working for almost 10 years, left a great team uh, that I was on, actually had a good boss, great director, and uh, I bet I had to step away, you know, because when your health, um, it's affecting your health and it's affecting your family, you got to say, maybe the money's not worth it. Yeah. And then, and then especially when <laughs> the money definitely was not worth it when we were getting underpaid, especially for the mm-hmm. hours you're working. Yeah. So... Of course, that came up from a lot higher than our local leadership. That came up from really high. So for some people who are about a thousand miles away, you know, mm-hmm. in a totally different part of the country, you know, but like I said, I'm unemployed, but I am looking, hopefully I can find something that is remote because my wife is actually working full time now. You know, <laughs> that was actually something else that was not happening when I put in my notice. Uh, right. You know, so we kind of, um, you know, came that, that kind of. Uh, fell in our in her lap too because she was only working seasonally and the woman she was there to support all of a sudden quit. Hmm. So they ended up giving the position full time to my wife, and so now she's working full time. And if you listen to my other podcast, the Cubicle Chat podcast, I've actually been talking all about that about changes, and I made hmm. an episode last week talking about changes, and then today or yesterday when I recorded, I called it "Roll with the Changes." Just like the the Ario Speedwagon song, my friend. Yep, so, yep. Roll with the changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and now you know we're trying to focus on wrestling. So now, oddly enough, I'm kind of almost I'm starting my routine this week of getting up and not going to work, which mm-hmm. seems really weird after. Yeah, yeah. I've, I'm I'm in the same boat. I've been unemployed for a little over a month now and i worked at my job for 10 years and it was like it's really weird especially the first couple of weeks getting up and it's like um well, what am i supposed to do with myself right it's like i'm so used to you know getting up and clocking in and working and it's like uh, i don't know what to do <laughs> <laughs> um and i know we're both looking so mm-hmm. for any of our listeners, if you know of anything, especially that we can do remote, because Wayland was working remote full time, mm-hmm. yep. uh, so that would help. Um, neither one of us can really do much physical labor anymore. Uh, nah, uh, nah. Especially, especially Dwayland because of you know the, um, the 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 steel rod in his back, which technically makes him the Man of Steel, which makes me wonder <laughs> why he likes Batman so much. <laughs> <laughs> and. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, refer to Dodge Whalen as the intellectual rock star because that is his other podcast. 
The Intellectual Rockstar, which is latest episode. Please tell us the latest episode. I didn't already miss another one. Uh, it's, the, uh, it's on Two-Face. It's called Two-Face. The, okay. tragic, the Tragic Story of Two-Face. And I listened to it today, and we uh, I got to and learned a lot about Two Face. A lot of stuff I didn't necessarily know, but I had to text you because you know we're talking about Billy <laughs> D. Williams, of course, was yeah. Harvey Dent, but then they switched it up when they did you know the the one with Two Face, and it was uh-huh. um, yeah. Oh my God, who was it? Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. So mm-hmm. Billy D. Williams, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Uh, so. And now, and I said, I texted Dwayne and I said, Billy D. Williams, I said, I cannot see him actually being two-faced because he's just, he is just too handsome and smooth. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine him saying, all right, I'm going to flip a coin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he'd go and rob a bank, you know, and the tellers, you know, he'd, he'd be as about as, as mean as what he could get. And the tellers would still be slipping their phone numbers and their husband's oh, yeah. work, work schedules into the bag. So yeah. and come on over during these times here. Yeah, it's like you know, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Billy D. Williams could not be two faced. He's just like all right, and he would yeah. get the Millennium Falcon and just go. Oh yeah, and just disappear. Yeah, <laughs> with, with what you say, a Colt forty five in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> and if yeah. anybody doesn't know what we're referencing, that was yeah. that was his commercial. He was on the mm-hmm. Colt forty fives. Yeah. Um. Oh uh, well, I know this goes back a ways. Work Colt 45 is known as eight balls also. Mm-hmm. It was a, okay. Wow. Yep. That's a reference I had not even thought about in a very <laughs> long time. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, since I'm pretty sure everybody came to uh, hear us talk about wrestling, you know, uh, this week's episode kind of wrote itself a little bit. I mean, because we had a, we knew we were going to probably end up doing a review of backlash, which I thought mm-hmm. was a, Pretty decent pay-per-view. Um, uh, my opinion, it's probably the best backlash they've ever done. And a lot of that had to do with the the crowd. That crowd was yes. so hot all night for everything. And it's, I love those crowds because mm-hmm. it's like, you could tell they, they were just, they were excited to have wrestling there in Puerto Rico. And they appreciated everybody and Every athlete that came out there, the fans appreciated them, whether they were heel or face, they still got, you know, good responses from the fans and the fans were invested in like every match. And I think that that goes to that that's really speaks volumes about the rich wrestling history that's in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. with the the WWC, the World Wrestling Council that was ran by Carlos Colon and uh Ray Gonzalez, who well, we we don't. I don't want to talk a lot about him. We'll just say the invader. Uh, yeah, he, he was. He was. He he was invader one, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, the invaders there was. I think three. I, I knew there was. A, there was at least two, but I was thinking there was also there may have been three. I think there was a third one. Yeah. But um, yeah, but the WWC used to have some just brutal, brutal matches. Oh, yeah. Oh, they were so awesome. (laughs) They were so much fun to watch. They were great, but they were some (laughs) of the most violent matches I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Like, yes, you had the Invaders versus the Sheep Herders, and and sometimes they would do the barbed wire matches. And, Mm -hmm. um, and of course, we just lost, um, they call them Bushwhackers by the time, you know, WWE. But for those of you who have still not gone back and found some of the old footage of the of the bushwhackers before they were whacking bushes when they were the sheep herders 
it it is night and day <laughs> night and day it's i mean they were the comedy act you know they were the the bottom of the rung in the tag division they were just there to you know be stepping stones for tag teams to move up and they were the comedy act you know they were over with kids and which was great because they'd already put in their time you know they throughout their career they had already they'd already put in their time go get the easy payday i don't blame them after what they put their body through for years <laughs> um but the sheep herders were just Ooh. oh lord they were as close to serial killers as you're ever going to get in <laughs> pro wrestling. They were just psychopaths. And it, if you if you heard that the sheep herders were going to be on the card, prepare you had to prepare yourself for blood because they were yeah. bleeding. They were bleeding. The opponent was bleeding. Sometimes the referee was bleeding, mm-hmm. but it was violent. Every every match they ever had as the sheep herders ended in violence. Check out the Sheep Herders versus the Fantastics. Check out the Sheep Herders versus the Invaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the ones that were probably the best known. Uh, like the and even the Fantastics, uh, even Bobby Fulton himself, when Butch Miller passed away, it, <coughs> he's even said he said those were some of the, his favorite matches that he was involved in. You know because they were just so. You know, you would expect it to seem like the Fantastics, who were like the pretty boy fan favorites, mm-hmm. and they were—I mean, they had to get vicious too. To, and oh it, yeah, it was just so much fun. And it's kind of like that time. Um, I think it was ninety, maybe ninety-six. It was Shawn Michaels and Mick Foley and his Mankind persona, and the story was as violent as Mankind was. Shawn was going to have to go to that level in order to compete. And that's what the Fantastics had to do with the sheep herders. They had to, they had to get as dirty as the sheep herders in order to survive. Yep. And, and that, that saying, um, I mean, you, yeah, cause they weren't on a different level of like this brutal and bloody. I mean, I think the only, the only person I can actually think of off the top of my head that would he, or actually two people, I say Abdullah, and the original Sheik. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are the yeah. Those are the only two I can think of off the top of my head who were <laughs> who yeah. could have matched. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure they probably had some matches either against or tagging with Abdullah at some point. Because oh, was, I'm sure. Yeah, he was another mainstay down in down in the WWC. But but like you said, I mean, this may have been the best backlash event they've ever had, and it and it goes mm-hmm. a testament to the crowd. Uh, the First match, um, which was uh, it was Bianca and oh come on, I were there's I'm trying to look it up on Wikipedia so I get there <laughs> the um the order right. Um yeah, Bianca against EO Sky. Oh, excellent match. Yeah. It was amazing. I I mean I knew EO wasn't gonna win because she got drafted to SmackDown, but this is the EO Sky that I saw in stardom in Japan. This is the EO Sky that I saw as the NXT Women's Champion in black and gold NXT. Um, she is phenomenal, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that they gave her this platform to showcase what she's capable of doing. And like Michael Cole said, he's like, this is the EO Sky 
that the fans have been waiting to see. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's kind of I don't know if we call it breaking the fourth wall, but he's um, being a little bit of a, a rebel. Not you know he's actually acknowledging something outside the WWE bubble. Yeah. And there was one part of the match that I had to go, ooh, and the one armed. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. The one armed press, and then when she dropped her, she landed like right on her face. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, for a minute, I was like, mm, but uh, and she popped back up, and she did. Um, kept going. She looked not real happy about it. So yeah. I have a feeling, you know, that may have been a little bit of a botch. That actually could have ended very badly. Might have been. And I get why Bianca was doing it because she had to sell the arm. She did. Which I give her credit. You know, she didn't do what a lot of wrestlers do in this age. And somebody works on a body part and then all of a sudden they they hulk up and just yeah. forget about the injury. And you no, know, she sold the arm. It's mm-hmm. just from that angle, there was no safe way for her to put EO down. Yeah. So EO, I'm not going to put the blame on EO, you know, for, you know, smashing herself in the face, but no, you know, maybe she couldn't get herself. Yeah. She might've been able, yeah, she might not have been able to move right, you know, and then with Bianca selling the arm, you know, she showed off her power, but doing it one handed, you know, there's only so much grip that you have. Yeah. So. Uh, and I I do like how they are kind of planting the seeds for mm-hmm. damage control to probably split. Even though yeah. I like I I wish they would keep them together, but they have been. I wish they them. would. Mm. Yeah, if they kept them together and did something with them, something substantial with them, that would be great. But it's like they're just using them as like jobbers to the stars, and that's a shame. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, because Bailey, former world champion, former women's mm-hmm. champion, you know, NXT yep. and um, yeah. on the main roster. And, you know, she was so over a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she was so over that it was the perfect time to switch her because you switch, you turn them whenever they're at the, the peak of whatever, either the, yeah. the most hated or the most loved, you switch yeah. them and then the momentum carries. Yep. And then well, she got Seth. her. But yeah, Seth. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, yeah, that match was absolutely phenomenal. And speaking of Seth, he was in the next match, which actually was better than what I thought it would be. Yeah, it was. I mean, you got your classic David versus Goliath type match, but Omos worked hard. You know, Seth, you know, worked the lower body trying to chop, you know, trying to chop mm-hmm. him down. Um, I did like the uh, the elevated curb stomp. I did yep. like the had to employ that to to beat him which is good because it, he had to take drastic measures in order to beat this giant so right i still wish omos had a wand just because he needed Same to here. win more than seth yep. but going into the world heavyweight title tournament seth was going to be one of the favorites so seth was going to be the one that needed the momentum going in part of me says that but then the other part says if Seth had lost and then going into this tournament, quote unquote, for those on audio only tournament, yeah. uh, if he would have gone in, he would have looked like, Oh, well you just lost, but now you just lost. Was, why are you even here? Yeah. Right. And then to turn around and boom, 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 boom. Now he's in the finals of the tournament mm-hmm. for the yeah. world title. <laughs> Look, if every title is yeah. a world title, no title is a world title. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and, but we'll save that till later. We'll be discussing 
that title. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The tournament later on. But yeah, because I have some thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I thought that, yeah, the match, because we're looking at almost going the, the bad thing, you know, or if you want to call it a, a negative or the, or the drawback of having somebody that big mm-hmm. is they're so big, it limits what you can do with them. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and almost he is, he is a monster. I mean, he's seven, three, 400 pounds. Yeah. And, you know, but he's not going to be doing like aerial moves. No. You know, he's not throwing a drop kick or doing anything off the top rope or anything like that. He's just going to beat the crap out of you. It's just, he's going to use power. Yeah. You know, and even when he comes off the ropes, if, mm-hmm. if you notice, he has to do it like Ray Mysterio does it because Ray's so short, he does it off the mm-hmm. bottom two ropes only. Well, almost yeah. has to lean back too because if he doesn't, he's going to end up toppling over. Yeah, time. he's going to go over the top. Yeah, yeah. And you know, but it, it did show. I like how it did show his athleticism more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because almost he is he is a legitimate athlete. You know, he yeah. played NCAA basketball at University of South Florida, you yeah, know, Division One school. So uh, he is a legitimate athlete, um, and not every person that big is necessarily. Yeah, a lot of people that are that big just really, I mean, look at the great Kali. Like, no, great Kali hardly had any mobility, much less any athleticism. So, great Kali was a power lifter, but a power lifter doesn't mean you, it gives, yeah, you're strong. I mean, you're, you're like, like stupid strong, you know, but it it doesn't mean you're, you're not agile though. Yep. And almost, I mean, he, it's weird. It's like when he tries to get that mean look, it almost looks like he's almost trying not to laugh when he does it. Like, like you yeah. want to do it to a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I hope with almost they can actually please do something with him because you know um, I think they're they're kind of not doing him right right now. Yeah. I mean, if anything, send him the NXT. Let him run rough shot there for a while. Yeah. And whatever, I mean, he's, I mean, he's a free agent. He hasn't been assigned to a brand. Oh, there you go. Um, what happened to Aziz, Commander Aziz, the other seven foot, whatever Nigerian? They, he was out. I think he was out with an injury. He comes back in NXT. Apollo Cruz was there. He ends up saving Apollo Cruz from like a two-on-one beatdown, and then attacks Apollo Crews. Nothing ever came of that. They never had a, you know, they never had a, a real feud, never had a match or anything like that. And then Apollo Crews got drafted to Raw in this past draft, and no mention of Aziz at all. Oh, speaking of somebody they've wasted, Apollo Crews. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, and this is kind of slightly off topic. Did you see the recent thing where somebody – um, was they were saying that they're like, yeah, we want uh, Apollo Cruz to start speaking with this accent all of a sudden, and Apollo Cruz apparently didn't want to do it because he had not been speaking with an accent. Yeah, you know? and he and, just yeah, and, and it's like, I mean, something like that worked with Booker T because it was played for laughs yeah. when he was doing King Booker, King and Booker trying to do the trying to do the British accent, right? But yeah. All of a sudden, it's like you go from 
an American accent to a Nigerian accent. And it's like, he wasn't talking this way his entire WWE career. And then all of a sudden he's doing this. Yeah. And it looks bad. <laughs> I'll just, yeah. just leave it at that. It looks yeah. bad for them to be yeah. doing that. And, and I'm pretty sure Paula Chris, they can, you know, getting paid. So, yeah. But I mean, it did bring him the intercontinental. He did get, get the did. intercontinental title while he was, you know, you, while he was doing that gimmick, he also got a match at WrestleMania. So he did actually. The, I well, mean, there I, was some. It was a goofy stipulation match, the Nigerian yeah. match. But I mean, uh, but Apollo Cruz, he's the one he can go, and he. Oh he, yeah. He's just one big mu or one. Okay, he's a little muscle, you know, because he's only yeah. like like five foot five or five foot six. He's not real real tall, but no. I mean, he's just like. I mean, but a guy that muscular. To be able to move like he does is exactly incredible. Like the standing moon salts and everything else, you're like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, <laughs> you know. And and if he's landing on you, and if if it's just muscle, it's going mm-hmm. to hurt. Oh yeah, you know. So, uh, but yeah, y'all figure out what to do with Apollo Cruz, please. You know, and yeah. stop making do something know, with him. Thankfully, he dropped the accent. You yeah. know. Now, I'm grand, yeah. I'm waiting for Triple H to say, "Hey, what happened to your accent?" But that was just funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the next match uh, was a little short, especially for a triple threat match. Which you know my feelings on triple threat matches anyway. Yeah. Um, I think didn't we call Austin Theory was probably going to win, uh-huh. and it was and probably we, we we called how he won it is yeah. how we called it. He was going to throw the other one out of the ring after he yeah. did whatever their special move was. And Bobby Lashley hit the spear on Bronson Reed. Uh, and then Theory throws Bobby uh, throws Bobby out, pins Bronson, escapes with the title. He did what a heel's supposed to do. Yep, and that's he, he found a way to win. Exactly, and I'm not like I said. I unless it's an elimination match, which Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's just a way. That obviously didn't happen this time, but it's a way for a champion to lose their title without actually losing the match. Yeah, and it's lazy. Like w- when you have a champion drop a title in a triple in a WWE triple threat match. Yeah, it's lazy booking. It's like, oh, we've booked ourselves into a corner, so let's book this triple threat. Have him drop the title. That way, we can come back to him later. And use the oh well, I never got pinned for the title, so I never lost. Right, stuff like that. But this was a pretty good match. I agree that it was. It, short. It was just short. I mean, it was just all but, it's like, well, it's over. It's like, yeah. But yeah, I still thought it was good. It was a good showing for everybody. Bobby Lashley was so over, like usual. Yes. If they don't, if they don't book him and Roman soon, because Bobby got drafted to SmackDown, I need mm-hmm. him versus Roman for the title. Even like if you Matt. don't give it to Bobby, just book the match because the match would be great. And make Bobby look strong. Even if he loses, I want yeah. him to look strong. In fact, it's better yeah. if he looks strong. Yeah, I him. need you to throw every member at the blood of the bloodline at him in order for Roman to be able to win. That's that's what's going to be believable is Roman uses his pawns, basically, mm-hmm. to throw at Bobby in order to distract him enough so he can win. Now, the next match, the match itself was, you know, decent enough, but the story of this one was the reception for Zelina Vega, 
when she was going to get married. Oh my God. That was, <laughs> that gave me goosebumps. That was yeah. amazing. And you could tell she, she couldn't, she was trying to keep, you know, compose herself, but you could tell what it meant to her. And that was, yeah. you know, she didn't win the title, but that, to me, that was probably more important to her than the championship, the reception yep. that she got, you know, at home. She, so. she came out repping, you know, she had the Puerto Rican flag as part of her gear. And then, like, her gear gear, you know, like yeah. her tights and trunks was also the Puerto Rican flag. And, you know, for those who don't know. Like, she had her, the extensions in her hair and yes. everything that was the colors. And, yeah. And, I mean, and I know that she's, I've heard the term, New Yorkican because she was actually born and raised in New York City. However, her parents are, are Puerto, Puerto Rican. Yeah. And so I mean that is her heritage. So she has family yeah. there. Yeah, she exactly. Consider, yeah, she considers herself. I mean, Puerto even Rican. though she was she was born and raised in you know in New York, but she's Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. You know. So. And you know, and you could yeah, like you said, you could see it in her face, and I even texted. Oh yeah, her, and I was like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the pop that Zelina Vega just got. Oh yeah, you know, and, and <laughs> it, it was so it was so good to see because they, a lot of times they do people so dirty, in you know at home. Yeah, WWE has a bad habit of doing that. And yes, did she lose at home? Yes, but they gave they gave her the time yep. to soak in, you know that you know admiration from the crowd and that's you know that's really good and Rhea Rhea was Rhea she was mm-hmm. amazing as always she sold for Zelina Vega she showed off her power she just screams star she everything about her screams star and the and, white and the white outfit was yep fantastic um I was speaking of outfits I get I've seen a lot of people talking about Bailey's outfit that she was wearing. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, we could talk fashion at some point. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that match. I mean, it, it. Um, you know, I, I think the match couldn't have. Um, it couldn't have lived up to the the intro anyway. There's no way. No, because and uh, we that, knew we knew Zelina wasn't winning. Yeah, you know, but I mean, we we knew it was going to be you know a decent match. We knew Zelina can. We know she mm-hmm. can go. And we know yeah. what Rhea Ripley can do, and yeah, um, but they made Zelina. She still looks strong even in defeat. Oh yeah, um, and you know the crowd just absolutely just blew up when she came in. Um, now I was a little surprised that the next match was uh, the San Juan, the San Juan. If I can say that correctly. Yeah. Uh, and like Malcolm back on Epstein from San Juan. <laughs> San Juan. Yeah. <laughs> and the San Juan street fight between Bad Bunny and Damian Priest. Um San Juan because both these guys are Puerto Rican also. Mm-hmm. Um yep. Damian Priest, he that it was actually where I'd read the term also. He was actually born in New York, so he was a New Yorkican, but he was mm-hmm. actually raised in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know Bad Bunny, yeah, has you know is from Puerto Rico, and and so this one, who do you, if you were that crowd, who would you, I mean they were kind of they were pulling for Bad Bunny, but at the same time, yeah, because it was two it was two hometown guys, and yeah, the crowd was you could tell the crowd was torn, but 
Mark Henry said it best on Busted Open Radio. He said, Bad Bunny is the best celebrity wrestler ever. He's like, he's put in the work. He's, he understands the business. He's like times when he got knocked down, he would reach for the rope. He's like, like a wrestler does to pull himself up. He didn't just lay there and crawl across the mat and things like that. And I agree. And that ovation from, from him was (laughs) fantastic. And then, he was doing stuff in that match that I was just sitting there the whole match. Like, wow. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's getting Damien priest up for a Mishinoku driver. You know, he's hitting Canadian destroyers, you know, just, and then his selling was top notch too. It's like, he's, he didn't sell like a celebrity that was out of his element. He sold like a pro wrestler. He sold the, he sold the offense even even when people like people online would be like, oh well, you know, there was some sloppy stuff in there where like there's one time Bad Bunny tripped over, uh, he had done a move and then tripped over Damian Priest's feet and kind of stumbled and it's like, but in the context of that match, all of that works mm-hmm. because it's a street fight and in a street fight anything goes and it's not going to be this beautiful choreographed thing. It's going to be a fight and you're going to stagger around and you're going to get knocked down and you're going to stumble. And I thought the match was excellent. I also thought the match should have been the main event. Yes. I don't know why it wasn't, especially considering where they were. Uh, and because they already, they followed a hometown match with a hometown match. Hometown match. Yeah. And that to me didn't make any sense. I mean, they may have had reasons for it, but um, the only reason I can think of is because Brock Lesnar was on that card. Yeah, but still, Brock, how, Les- Brock Lesnar ain't from the island. No, but how many <laughs> times? But yeah, but this, but you can see puppeteer Vince McMahon being like, oh, uh, well, Brock's, okay. Brock's on the card. Brock's got a main event. Brock's got a main Brock event, in- or we're going to have him in the first match so he can go home. <laughs> exactly. But you never see Brock in the mid card, ever. Nope. He's either top of the card or opening match so he can dip out. And which is kind of crappy because I feel like not only was this this street fight deserving of the main event for the performance these two men put on, these two men were at home. Give them the main event. Yep. And I thought it was going to be the main event. I I did too. It it would make sense for it to be the main event. Um, Yep. But I think you're talking about Pops. Okay, first when Ray came out, mm-hmm. you know, and he was, you know, smacking his son upside the head. Um, and then Carlito came out. Oh, uh, that pop was <laughs> great. <laughs> and then... Guys uh, the, dude look like he's in better shape now than he, he does. was when he debuted. You know, it's like, and he was in good shape then, but how does he look in better shape now? I don't know. I mean, it must be on all the maples that you choose and spit. <laughs> must be. <laughs> so, uh, then more music hit, and I had to think, I was like, that sounds familiar. It was Savio Vega coming out. Savio Vega, yeah. And I was like, all right. I knew I Savio like, Vega was going to come out, though, but when they showed him giving that earlier in the show, I had a feeling Savio Vega was going to come out. But it was still, it was cool to see. And then he brings the LWO out, and then... <laughs> 
you know, um, well, I think I, I, wasn't Carlito, wasn't he wearing an LWO shirt? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And yeah, so that also, and and it wasn't the normal color. The normal colors of the LWO shirts are the Mexican flag. This one yeah, was the Puerto this, Rican flag. The P- Puerto Rican flag, yeah. And you know that was just. I'm like, I'm like, all right, who else is coming out? And, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's like, who else we got? You know, and I think I actually because I, I looked at my phone and I saw I had um, on the Wikipedia the history. I had been I had looked up Carlos Colon. I think I actually looked up how old he was to say. Okay, is he too old to come out? <laughs> because he could have done like Savio and came out and just called, you know, told everybody where to go. You know, if Carlos Colon would have came out just with that one part, oh. that place would have exploded. Oh my God. Yeah. The whole building would have collapsed because that crowd would have just lost it. Yeah. They, they'd be glad to see that youngster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This um, youngster, come on, stop that. <laughs> um, for those of y'all wondering what we're talking about now, um Rum- Royal Rumble ninety five, I believe. Yes, yes. Um Carlos Colon was it ninety five? Is he the ninety five or, or ninety six? I think it was ninety six actually, yeah. Okay, so he, he came out in a surprise entrance and uh Gorilla Monsoon on commentary referred to him as that youngster. It's like the dude's in his forties. I was gonna yeah, I'm gonna say he's in his mid forties. At that time in '96, so it's like, come on, monsoon, stop it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but that match, I mean, was just nonstop action from where go. You know, getting. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, getting um, Judgment Day involved. Uh, I I still don't like. I respect Bad Bunny. I mean, all the work he's put in. Yeah. I still don't like though that he went over because Damian Priest needed it more. I did see on Twitter that Damian Priest, he like he said that this but backlash was his WrestleMania. He said, "I got to go home. Okay. I got to perform against a good friend of mine." He's like, "I was, you know, I was given the responsibility to guide him through this match." He's like, which says a lot of what the company thinks of me that they would give okay. me that responsibility so he's like he said he didn't really have a problem with losing and the way i look at it is i said it before on the preview it's like i don't think it's going to hurt damian priest because he was still there monday bad bunny's you know off doing you know he's doing music and stuff he's a musician so you know i don't really think it's hurting it hurt damian priest because especially not the reaction that he got the job he did in that match and the fact that the company thinks enough of him to give him the responsibility to guide this celebrity through this match. Um, and I will say, I think they, speaking of seeds being planted, I mm-hmm. think they may be planting a seed for Damian priest to be booted out of judgment day because he keeps losing because could be, he also lost could last be. night. Yeah. So. And here's the thing. I know it's supposed to look like Finn Balor is the leader of Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley's the leader of that group. Yes. The group goes where Rhea goes. Even before she was champion, but especially now that she's the SmackDown Women's Champion, she's the only one of the belt. She's she's a leader by default. Because she's she's done what the rest of them couldn't do. I'm sorry now, if she looks at Finn Balor and says, I want a shoulder massage right now. And he's looking for the baby oil. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt. Yeah. I mean, she, I would be. So. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> you know, she's like lunch money, car keys, and a back rub. Yeah. Here, it's you, like, go. here you go. I'll walk. <laughs> you know, can't catch a bus don't have any money yeah. <laughs> you know uh but yeah so i mean and david priest he is one i mean i've always thought he may be part of the faction but if anybody could really stand out on their own actually i think all three oh yeah to be honest with you but damien priest you know he could really oh, yeah. you know i mean he was um he was north american champion when he was in nxt um when he was on the independent scene, he was uh, known as Punishment Martinez. He was the uh, Ring of Honor World Television Champion. Um, did great work there. Um, so, yeah, he could definitely stand out on his own. He's another one that just screams star. Yes. He's got, you know, he's got the look. He's good on the mic. He's, you know, and not every. And the thing is, being good on the mic, to me, he's good on the mic. Is he rock level or Austin level good? No, but you don't come across that kind mm -hmm. of, I mean, you look at the people that are really good in, in history, really good on the microphone, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Stone Cold, The Rock, Randy Savage. Yep. I mean, there's, it's not an extremely long list of guys that were just these over-the-top, you know, personas that just bring you in. Damian Priest is more on that Arn Anderson level of, I don't have to yell. I'm just going to tell you what I'm going to do to you, and then I'm going to go out there and do it. Legitimately tough, and that's what you think. Oh, they're tough. I, I'm going to exactly. stay out of their way. Yeah, I'm going to stay out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if they want to cut in front of me in line at the grocery yeah. store, yeah. Go right ahead. You know? Yep. So no problems I, here. Yep. You, you you talked your way into it. Yeah. You know, exactly. So, <laughs> um, but with Damian Priest losing again last night, I mean, I think we, I think there was seeds are planted because I've also seen oh, yeah. rumors that they'll be bringing somebody else in. Uh, yeah. I've seen that too. Not sure who it would be, but yeah, I could see them moving him out and him turning face and kind of pulling that edge thing and, fighting against the group that he helped build and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I mean, he did a great job at backlash. So hopefully I, they do, you know, hopefully they do right by him and give him a good push. Uh, now the next match, the, the six man match, which yeah. I understand why would you have your brand new tag team champions, not defend the titles? I, Here is no, a, I, I wasn't a fan of this match. I mean, it just—it bored me. Yeah, maybe it because of did. the match, it just followed. It didn't help. I think. But... I think it's because of that, and I think this story's been told. The story was told to completion at WrestleMania when Zayn and Owens beat the Usos for the tag titles. That's the end of the story. Everybody needs to move on to something else. Matt Riddle getting shoehorned in here just because, quote unquote, he got injured by solo which in reality he went to rehab for four months and the solo thing was how they wrote him off tv so they bring riddle back which riddle is good i'm fine with matt riddle in small doses mm -hmm. like little chunks but he gets on my nerves really quick that that whole original bro thing 
gets on my nerves. Yeah. It's running. It's like, I mean, and, and I grant, I think it's, 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 it's his personality. Yeah. Oh yeah. But, I think it's him, but it's, it's the, it's the smoked out surfer dude thing. And it's like, stop. It's annoying. <laughs> just, just, it annoys me. And sticking him with Owens and, and Zane and then having them fight the Usos. The most interesting thing in the whole match was the animosity between Solo and the Usos. Yeah. And and was Solo about to just crush somebody's throat with a Samoan spike? That was the interesting part. The rest of the match was just boring. And I just was just waiting for it to be over so I could get to the next match. And it was 22 minutes, so it was almost as long as the match before it, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They could have shaved some time off that, gave that time to uh, the triple threat, mm-hmm. flesh that out a little more, gave Rhea and Zelena a little more time. Yep. If nothing else, let Zelena soak in the, the, the adulation for a little while longer. But this match, to me, this match was unnecessary. There was no tag titles weren't on the line. So what was the point? I hate when you have champions in six-man tags. This was a Raw or SmackDown match. Absolutely. This was yeah. a Raw or SmackDown main event, but it was not a pay-per-view caliber match. Yeah, I'd even say dare say this was like a house show main event. Yeah, yeah, yep. And, you know, hey, you get to see them. They're not defending the titles, but you are getting to see them. And this is only – another. Like, go ahead. Another thing about them not defending the titles, here's the problem, and we'll get to the, you know, the finals of the world title tournament, quote unquote. But the show is called Night of Champions, but it's in Saudi. Oh, oh, yeah, it's in Jeddah. That means you're not going to have half of your. You're not well. You're not. You might as well say you're not going to have either one of them there because you're not going to have your tag champions because Sami Zayn's not going, and they can't force him, and, and they can't make him. Kevin Owens won't go because his best friend's not going. I mean, he's he's supported Sami Zayn and refused to go the last few times that they went to Jeddah. Yep. So um, I think so. Now you're going to have. Uh, I think Kevin Owens has only been to Saudi just maybe, and I have to check. Maybe the first one with the the sixty man Royal Rumble or whatever. It was. I think so. I think he went to the first one, and then I think when all that stuff happened with the reporter and all that kind of stuff, um, um, he took a stand. John Cena did. Yep. Um, Daniel Bryan did. Da- Daniel Bryan did, and the company can't force them. So. Yep. So now yeah. you've got Knight of Champions where every championship in the company is supposed to be defended, except your tag titles aren't going to. So what do you do? Have them drop the tag titles in the next three weeks just to get the titles on the show? Or do you not have your tag champions on there because you're going back to Jeddah? And knowing knowing the Sami Zayn issue, the Kevin Owens issue, you know, they know what's going on. You put the belts on these guys for a reason, but now they they're not going to this country to defend them. And you know MVP is also not going to go, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know because and that this goes 
I mean, uh, we'll we'll do a slight delve into a little bit of political stuff um, or religious stuff, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. Because Sami Zayn is Syrian Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, Saudi Arabia and Syria have had some issues. You know, mm-hmm. we, could, we could go to a long, you know, just go look at up yeah. on YouTube and you can <laughs> go read yeah. about it. But they've had some issues and for his own personal safety and his own um yep. his own personal beliefs, Sami Zayn, or I actually don't know his real name, but um not sure. Right, but I mean um his parents what well, we say they immigrated to Canada from Syria. No, they fled Syria. They fled Syria, yeah. Because yep. of some stuff with Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And you know, now he won't go back to Saudi well, he won't go to Saudi because he actually fears for his safety. Mm-hmm. Um, MVP was Muslim, but has since decided mm-hmm. he's no longer a Muslim, mm-hmm. which that is a crime in yep. mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. Yep. Apostasy. So, so, yeah, so he cannot go, which means Omos is not going because that's the pairing and Omos needs that veteran he does. guidance, so to speak. You know, he needs that he needs MVP's presence right there because MVP is a veteran and he, you know, can kind of guide him through stuff. And so I don't see Omos going either. But yeah, I was just glad when this match was over so we could get yeah. to the next one. Um Cody versus Brock was the main event. I still say Bad Bunny and Damian Priest should have been the main should've event. Been. But yep. um I thought honestly. I thought this was a good match. I thought Brock yeah. was actually invested in this match. When Brock is interested or invested in a match, he will give you a good match. If he's not, then he's going to give you a WrestleMania match like he did against Dean Ambrose, where he just didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, but Cody was smart by jumping him in the beginning. You know, it's like fighting a bear. You don't let the bear get a hold of you. Right. And Brock busted open the hard way, which was always supposed to happen. It was not accidental. It was planned. But Brock wasn't going to blade. He was going to do it the hard way. So when he busted his head on that turnbuckle, that was legit. I'll give him a little bit of props for that because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, now granted, I, you're not going to catch me taking a razor blade and, sh- and slicing my forehead anyway. Yeah. Um, but that is kind of the almost the easy way, like you said, the hard way, literally, you know. Yeah, literally hitting your forehead hard enough to split it open. And But the blood, (coughs) to me, the blood added, sorry, guys, that was my uh, diabetes alarm. Um, It was that pop tart you ate, wasn't it? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Probably so, because it said high glucose. So I'm like, nah, nah, we'll leave that over there. I already know what it was, um, but the blood that adding that color to this made it look like a fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and it made it look like Cody had a chance because Brock is always booked as this unbeatable monster that nobody has a chance against. Cody's, you know, story wise, Cody split him open. Cody was attacking the wound, you know, everything. He was hitting him with all his moves. He hit him with crossroads multiple times. Um, even winning the match, he used a wrestling move. 
he shifted Brock's weight and used it mm-hmm. against him. And I, I hate the the greatest move WWE has to offer is the the roll up. But in this match, it made sense. Yes, Cody was not going to. It, he would. He had hit Brock with everything that he had. Crossroads, Cody Cutter, everything, and Brock was still getting up. So Brock caught him in the Kimura lock. Cody shifted his weight and used Brock's own weight against him and pinned him. And then was smart and got out. Yes. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't stand around and wait and you know soak up the crowd. He got out quick. He he knew he got away with one, and he was gone. And like you said, you know the the surprise, the most devastating move in all sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. Uh, yeah. But but this way he did it though, like you said, I mean it was a counter. And he used Brock's own weight against him because it's probably yeah. all up to be honest with you is like one of the stupidest moves ever. It is. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, how do you get caught like that? But with this, he's trapped in an arm bar, but is able to, as Taz would say, he popped his hips and shifted and got Brock's weight on his, on his own shoulders. A legitimate wrestling move, which by the way, people don't really, they don't really talk about this too much. Cody wrestled in high school. He wrestled in high school. He wrestled in, um, I think he wrestled in college for a little Did bit he? too. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't, I mean, wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah, but he's a, you know, he's a wrestler. He, you know, he knows what to do. And that was a wrestling move. And I, I always like to see a match end with a wrestling move. So I was fine with some people were, didn't like that Cody won. I did because, it's like a unicorn. You don't hardly ever see Brock Lesnar mm. lose. So I thought it was great that Brock did the job. It um, led into last night on Raw. Cody was in a triple threat match to in the World Heavyweight Title Tournament because tournaments aren't decided by triple threat matches. But um, Cody was in a triple threat match. He was about to win it. And Brock comes out, mauls Cody, screams into the microphone, talking about he wants a fight. So that's going to be the next that there. This feud is going to continue, which I'm fine with because I'm actually interested in this feud. Um, and it's Cody's road to redemption. You know, he goes through all this. You know, he returns to the company that he left six years prior. He has a terrible injury. Gives us one of the best Hell in a Cell matches ever. Goes and has surgery the next day. Is out until the Rumble. Comes back, wins the Rumble. Goes to WrestleMania, but he loses in his pursuit of a world title. So then he's in the world title tournament. Is attacked by Brock and loses that opportunity. This is like a road to redemption thing. You can see the seeds that they're planning to get him back to Roman next year. And, you know, you mentioned earlier when uh, when Brock had his match against Dean Ambrose, and he just didn't care. He just flung. No, he just didn't care. Yeah, you know, he he went off what their what the match was supposed to be, and mm-hmm. um, he decided he was just going to squash Dean Ambrose because he could. You know, yeah. um, I mean, there's. I don't think that John Good could actually have a st- chance against um, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm talking about the real person, you know, John Good from Cincinnati. Yeah. 
No, um, but with Cody, even though he could legitimately, um, probably take Cody out. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, and it won't be a squash. I mean, because Cody, you know, like I said, I mean, we know he wrestled in high school. He may have wrestled in college, you know, so he's legit. But Cody's a Rhodes. And Cody's a Rhodes. Rhodes. If Rhodes know how to fight. I mean, yeah. you look at Dusty, you look at Dustin. I mean, they know how to fight. So Yeah, like legit fight. And, mm-hmm. you know, so, and plus the name alone also, what's he going to do? Go in there and squash Cody? Well, yeah, I know the name McMahon also, obviously the name McMahon carries probably more weight than the name Rhodes, but I think the name McMahon's dropping some because of what's been happening. Uh-huh. And, and like, like Cody said, like Cody says in his theme song, wrestling has more than one Royal family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, sorry, I just got a weird message on LinkedIn because I changed my stuff today. Oh, somebody said I'm interested in receiving updates on job openings. I can sign up for a job newsletter by following this link. Really? That's what you're going to tell me to sign up for a newsletter? Yep, pretty much. You know, I do appreciate it, you know, but at the same time, um, you know, I'm looking for jobs. Yes, if you, um, we we always talk about our social media. It's kind of a, you know, break, break. Excuse me. Oh, oh, thank you. Now you brought it up. You want to talk about it? (laughs) (laughs) That's an old Mr. Faulknerism. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you, know, you know, we're talking about so we haven't even given our contact listing info. But if you're watching on YouTube, you've already seen it flash through here a few times because that's what, that's how I set it up. Mm-hmm. But um, but my other social media, you can actually find me on LinkedIn. You know, because and I changed that today to looking for work. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've already had somebody. Hit me up with a recruiter, so you know we'll see. You know, just well, we'll yeah. see how that goes. Uh, but back to you know uh, Cody and Brock and Road the Rhodes family. Like you said, there's wrestling doesn't just have one royal family. Brock mm-hmm. was not going to get away with with smacking no. around. No, yeah. You know, well, I don't feel like doing this, so I'm gonna do what I want. Mm. Mm. You know, not this time, buddy. Not this time. But because Cody come Cody has come back to the company with a lot of stroke because I mm-hmm. mean he comes back in with using his nickname that he yep. built the American Nightmare his his outfit his entrance theme pyro everything that he had built elsewhere he brought it with him Cody's a smart enough businessman to be like. No, I'm not laying down for Brock. I know a lot of people do, but I ain't doing it. Exactly. We can have a competitive match or we can not have the match, but I'm not just getting squashed. And I think Brock has also kind of matured since the thing with Dean Ambrose anyway, even though, I mean, that mm-hmm. was just that was just a few years ago. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and that was during his, his second run in the company, but he was still pulling stuff like, he did the first yeah. time he was in the company when he was just young and just immature, but now he was yeah. older and still immature. But now I think he's learned, look, if you're squashing people, who are you beating? You yeah, know? who are you beating? And is anybody interested? Right. No. And so him and Cody can push each other up. They can pull each mm-hmm. other up. And yep. you know, and like you said, now you're interested. I actually was not yep. interested when they first did this. I'm like, why are y'all doing this? You know I wouldn't either until the match. And then I was like, okay. It was it was a really good match. I was it was much better than I expected. But then after 
what happened on Raw last night. Now I'm really invested and I want to see where this goes. Because you've got Brock requesting a fight. Yes. You know, he's like, look at this face. He's like, I want to fight. If you've got Brock requesting a fight, you've pissed him off. And and (laughs) it's going to be good because he, you can tell he's motivated to do this feud. And, um, well, I had a, I had a thought and it totally just, um, oh, when Cody kind of reached over there and he just kind of pulled the, the padding off the turnbuckle, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, first of all, they should have had that tied a little bit better, but when he pulled it off, yeah. I'm there thinking, oh, foreshadowing, foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause yeah. We knew it was going to come into play at some point. And, and then I turned my head for a second because my daughter was actually in the room. I was actually sitting in the office watching it on the TV that's actually behind this laptop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I turned my head for a second and say something to her. And I looked up and Brock's whole face was just bloody. And I'm like, yeah. What did I just miss? Yeah, <laughs> you know, crimson mask. And and I was sitting there watching referee because, like, um, Paul yeah. Avery. I'm like, you notice was... they didn't automatically stop the match, right? You know, like a, a, they've had a bad habit of if there's blood, it's like they'll stop it and it throws off the entire flow of the match. And the ref didn't, and then they kept wrestling. And then you didn't see the ref for a minute. And then the next thing you know, he comes back and he's got gloves on. And he pulls the gloves. Yeah, he gets them on. Um, yeah. Now, I know this may seem weird. Maybe the reason they didn't stop the match also, even if they did know um, mm-hmm. that it was going to happen, because they weren't on, they weren't actually in the continental United States or Alaska or Hawaii. Could be. So they ha- didn't have to do, they didn't have to. They'd have all that sensor stuff I mean, yeah, that they it, normally it, would. I mean, it's an American territory. Don't get me wrong. But oh yeah, but it may still be a little different because I mean, as far as yeah. athletic, uh, the athletic commissions and things like that. And with Puerto Rico's history and wrestling of violence. Actually, you know what they probably, they probably said, look, before this night's over, you're going to have some blood. Yeah, there's some blood somewhere. We need some real violence. We so. we want some blood or you're not coming back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, um, but but this was a very good match, an excellent match. Um, and all the whole pay per view was good. I watched it, you know, I watched it live except for uh, Cody and Brock. I ended up watching it the next yeah. day, but it was excellent. Like I said, it fed into the world title tournament. Speaking of which, so stupid. Yes. It's one, it was stupid to create another world title when Roman's walking uh, around. Two, mm. <laughs> but if you're way- going to do it, if you're going to do it, why are SmackDown people even involved? Because Roman got drafted to SmackDown. So he's carrying his two titles with him to SmackDown exclusively. So the world heavyweight title was supposed to be exclusive to Raw. Didn't they do these tournaments determining the people in the finals by triple threat matches? Just so stupid. Mm. <laughs> but then they have them on Raw, and then they're going to have triple threat matches on SmackDown to determine the challenger to, as we know, it's Seth Rollins who ended up winning on the Raw side. Rumor has it it'll be AJ Styles who wins on the SmackDown side. Will the match be great? Absolutely. The match will be fantastic. But there's no mystery in who's going to win because yeah. AJ's on SmackDown. 
they're not going to put the world heavyweight title on AJ because he's not on Raw. It's going to Seth Rollins, as it should. I mean, if you're going to have a world champion on Raw, you pick the most over person. Nobody's more over than Seth Rollins right now. Not on Raw, they're not. Not on Raw. And Well, but, I don't know. Cody's on Raw, so. Cody's on Raw, but Cody's yeah. tied up with Brock. True. So, other than Cody, Seth is the most over, you know. So, and so I, I think Seth Rollins is doing, like, the best work of his career. And give the title to him. I don't have a problem with him winning the title. I just don't like them calling it a tournament when it's just a handful of triple threat matches. And then those people go on to face the winner. They had two triple threat matches. The winners of those went on to face each other to determine who got to the finals. It's not how a tournament works. Exactly. And at all. And, and like I got, I think I told you before we started recording that I keep forgetting that I can actually watch Raw when it's happening mm-hmm. how many nights. So, yeah, uh, you know, so, and I, I can't remember what else we're doing here. We're, like I said, with me not being, in a, um, with me not working right now, you know, we're getting a lot of stuff done around the house, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and so I was caught up doing other things. And a lot of times I was like, oh, I'll just watch the recording later. And then I end up not watching the recording. <laughs> yeah. so, I'll, so I'll go watch, you know, I'll get on and watch the ups and downs from what mm-hmm. culture. Culture WWE on YouTube. Yeah. With yep. Simon Simon Whistler. Uh the ball <laughs> head. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um yeah. And but that saw already saw like the headlines, you know, these um notification that said, Oh, Seth Rollins is in the finals of the tournament. I'm like, how are they already done with uh-huh. half of the tournament? I, I don't get that. Yeah. And then I saw those triple threat matches. I'm like, what are are y'all doing? That is lazy Vince McMahon booking right there. Because honestly, I can tell you, the way Triple H books, there would have been an actual full-on tournament. But the problem is, you had backlash, and then you got three weeks to build to Night of Champions. So they had to hurry up and get to get the get to the finals, get somebody to the finals so that they could hurry up and get the SmackDown star to the finals, so then they can start building that so that us dumb fans, as they think, will be mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, who's going to win, Seth or AJ? Seth's winning. He's on Raw. There's no, He's on Raw. The title is exclusive to Raw. It, I would have been fine if they'd just given Seth Rollins the title, if they had just pulled an Eric Bischoff, pulled the belt out of a case, and handed it to it, like Eric Bischoff did Triple H. It's like... Because this is not a tournament. This is just no. four triple threat matches, two singles matches, and then you got your competitors for the finals. And they could have spread it out a little bit. And you could mm-hmm. I was thinking that that okay, twelve people is a not a super goofy number to have for a tournament because you know, you would have okay, you'll have four people, they get a buy in the first round. Yeah. Then you go. There you go. Um, or you've got enough people on your roster, you can put some people on there that you know is not going to advance in the tournament, but they're right. you know they're going to fill a spot. You do that in the rumble. You put people in there that you know you're not that are not going to win the rumble. You can do it and make make a for real tournament. You know, so they could have had it first round this week, second round next week, mm-hmm. and then boom, there you go. 
uh, because yeah, it, it's the 27th of May is when, the, mm-hmm. and that's on a Saturday. Yep. Um, which means it'll be during the day. Which means that once it ends, I will be probably leaving and going down to Covington to Covington to watch Women's Revolution. Mm-hmm. That's that very same night. Um, I we are not sponsoring this year. Uh, just because I, and I actually talked to big mama, I'd already given her the heads up that we more than likely would not be able to sponsor because of, you know, well money, mm-hmm. uh, it takes money, which means, uh, you know, you got when you have to prioritize because all of a sudden, you know, uh, you're not working. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, not that I didn't want to sponsor him again, you know, because especially since it's going to be held in Covington this time and not the, the VFW hall in downtown Cincinnati, um, because it went really well last year. So they're like, yeah, we need a big yeah. <laughs> you know, so, uh, but our friends from the DWO, they are sponsoring. I do know that. Um, and I don't know of other, I, I know they're sponsoring, uh, Justin from TNC sports talk. He's, he told me he actually, he's not, you know, he's got his own, you know, kind of, kind of stuff going on where he's like, yeah, I got to also make some financial decisions. And it's like mm-hmm. food sponsor. Well, gotta go, go get some food. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. So, uh, but Tasha, Big Mama, she understood. You know, she's like, oh, mm-hmm. she's like, by all means, she's like, you know, you got to take care of your your family and your house first. Yeah. So, um, that's but that's happening all the same day. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's also Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Which I'm like, why are y'all going to fly all the way over there on a three day weekend? Yeah. No. Um, but uh, backlash was excellent. The world title tournament is a foregone conclusion mm-hmm. that Seth's going to win. Um, still, don't think there's any need for a third world world title because they can say they can call Roman's two belts the undisputed WWE Universal Championship or whatever. He's the Universal Champion and the WWE Champion. Those are two world championships, and then you create a third one. And then if you wanted to even throw in NXT, you've got another one in the developmental. It's like. Mm-hmm. Why do you need all these? It's corporate stuff. It's each each network, Fox and USA, they want world champions on their shows. I understand that. But at the same time, this is one of the th- reasons why I've always thought that WWE should have never went, went public. Because now you've got, instead of people booking that know the business and understand it, Mm-hmm. You've got corporate people involved that have no concept of the business or how things should go, and but they're paying the bills, so they get the majority say. And what happened with um, WCW? It they was a, went. It was a nightmare. They yeah, went. But, yep. Went out of business because you had suits. In the words of Arn Anderson, you had suits that have have no idea about the business telling wrestlers how to wrestle and how to do a wrestling show. Oh, speaking of public and WWE, I just went and looked at their stock price, man, I wish I'd have bought some <laughs> like this time <laughs> last year. It went, it's gone up um, in the past year, 83%. Oh yeah. Especially with this, uh, the sale to Endeavor mm-hmm. that shot the stock prices up. Yep. So once again, what it could have should if I, you know, if I yeah. get myself a DeLorean that can go 88 miles an hour with a flux capacitor, I'm going to do kind of like, Bill, 
Yeah, except for I'm not going to gamble. I'm just going to put it in some stocks. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there you so, go. <laughs> um, but yeah, this tournament, and if you look at who all's in the tournament for SmackDown, you know, one of the matches is Bobby Lashley, uh, Sheamus, and I think that's the one with Austin Theory, isn't it? Mm, I believe so. First of Austin all, Austin Theory should not be in he it. He should not he's be in United it. States exactly. Champion. I've never liked the fact when they put champion, then when they put mid card champions in tournaments for world championships because it just devalues the mid card title. It tell it tells people, oh, well, their title's not important. That's why they're in this tournament trying to get this title because their title's unimportant. And uh, the other one is. AJ, I was always thinking when I saw the list is three kind of more flyer types, but AJ, mm-hmm. um, my crud, I'm going to go look it up. Um, actually, I actually have it pulled up. It's AJ, Edge, and, and Rey Mysterio. Edge should not be involved in this at all? No, we shouldn't. I mean, he's an 11-time world champion. He's a Hall of Famer. He got to come back after an injury that Everybody said that, you know, was career ending. He got to come back. He got to, he can leave on his own terms. Stop shoehorning him into stuff. You're taking a spot from somebody who could benefit, even in a losing effort, they could benefit from the fact of saying, hey, company thought enough of me to put me in this tournament. But no, you got Edge taking a spot, knowing he's not going to win. He better not win. He shouldn't win. You can't have Edge in there. He shouldn't win. No. Uh, No reason to. Think about though, it's AJ Edge and Rey Mysterio. The average yeah. age of that is somewhere around forty-five. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: Ray should have retired at WrestleMania. Nothing yeah. against Ray, Hall of Famer, Lo- love, World love War him, but yeah, love Ray Mysterio. But it was a stupid move to have Ray beat Dominic at WrestleMania. I still stand by that. Dominic needed that win way more than Ray Mysterio did, and now you've just got Ray kind of hanging around still feuding with Dominic, but not having a match against him. And then it's like, oh, well, we're just going to throw Ray into this tournament, quote unquote. And it's just, I don't feel like either one of those guys should have been in that tournament because Ray should be retired already. And Ed should be retired already. Here's if, if they really wanted to have a new title, this flipping bad. And they have these guys where all of a sudden they're throwing them into their four triple threat matches and then two singles matches just to have the last singles match. Mm-hmm. Once you take you know, the 12 of them, add eight more, put them in a ring in a battle royal. Yeah. And just have it. Yeah. And then whoever wins the battle royal wins the title. Boom. You know, would not be the first time they've done something they, like that. They've done it before. They did it to Dean Ambrose with the U.S. title. That's yeah. how Sheamus ended up winning it. Sheamus won it in a battle royal because Dean got eliminated. Dean had to defend it in a battle royal, got eliminated, and then Sheamus won. Right. And, you know, nobody squashes on a battle royal for, because everybody is in there fighting for it. Yeah. And everybody's going to get thrown out except one guy. So people, er, nobody's getting squashed. But it's just, it was just a stupid idea to create another title. A stupid way to decide who's going to wrestle for the title. The only the only bright spot is if it's Seth and AJ, we know the match is going to be top-notch. I am kind of wondering 
all right. Well, they'll they'll probably have Austin Theory win it again. Um, just because for some reason, you know, he shouldn't even be in it because he's already the U.S. champion. Yep. I would love to see AJ and Bobby Lashley. Oh yeah, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, you're talking yeah. two very contrasting styles. You know, yeah. Um, and that would be a very fun match to watch. I think. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, uh, besides that, some of the other news, and I know we, we tend to forget about AEW, but you know, right now WWE has just been such a train wreck dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, AEW is just going along producing good wrestling every week. There's not a lot of, you know, last real drama that they had was the CM Punk thing. And yeah. so far they've been smart enough not to bring him back. So there really hasn't been any news with AEW other than, Hey, we're putting on good matches. So um, here recently, there was a video that came out. Some kid brought a WWE title to mm-hmm. an AEW match and he handed it to um, Darby Allen to uh, sign. And he looked at it. All right. And he signed it. Mm-hmm. He, he autographed this WWE belt for this kid. You know, so yeah. I'm like, okay, um, you know what? That's, that's pretty good. What's up? Yeah. There is one piece of news though. Um, all Out is going to be um, in England. That's right, Stadium, And they have sold, I can't remember exactly how many tickets, but I think they've sold already sold half the tickets for it. Okay. And it's, it's not until, I believe All Out is in August. Okay. And so th- that's going to be a huge show for AEW. They're also talking about doing another Forbidden Door show. So, AEW's just, you know, they're just quietly going along being a quality wrestling company. And that that's all you ask for. Mm-hmm. No drama, no big news headlines all the time. Just week in and week out, we just put out a good product. And besides Trish Stratus turning heel, I don't... Why, why, why? But anyway... Uh, because they haven't built up anybody else and they got to have something for Becky to do. Bailey, you know Bailey's right there. Becky. Well, and Bailey they've already with... had, they've already had the feud with Becky and Bailey. Well, bring in um, Piper Nevins, formerly known as Drew Dewdrop. Yes, bring I don't know in. why she's, I don't know why she's stuck on main event. It's like bring her in. She's, her and Becky had a really good match at the Rumble last year. It's like uh, because Vince is back and. Vince likes his supermodels, kind of like you know, clown shoes. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the only other thing I can think of that I saw in wrestling this week that I thought was kind of interesting was apparently Charlotte Flair was in a cornhole tournament this weekend. I saw a clip of that <laughs> like, online, like, but I wasn't huh. in, honestly, I wasn't interested enough to click on the article. I was just like, she's not on TV every week, so I'm good. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, good for her. You know, I hate cornhole. Uh, I mean, she but, put she you know, she put Rhea Ripley over. At WrestleMania, I give her props for that, and then she took some more time off, so I'm fine with it. You know, I, I suck at cornhole, um, to, and I'm mad at it because apparently it's replaced horseshoes. I love playing horseshoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was really yeah. good at horseshoes. Cornhole, I'm I'm horrible at it. You know, um, they're like flinging it and getting flat, and they're just basically they're shooting like three pointers with it, nothing but net. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm like. And it goes, doo, 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 and just flies. That's right how off. mine goes. It's like, boom. and it's like, nah. I mean, I like playing it, but I'm just not any good at it. 
I'm like, I hate this stupid game. And <laughs> I'm going to go eat myself a hamburger now. <laughs> but yeah. Um, but uh, I think for now, we looks like we're going to be recording this Friday. Yep. It's going to be in the afternoon because, um, you know, I had, you know, kind of talked about me going to be out of work soon. We had not talked about you being out of work. Um, yeah. You know, but that also means we're looking at potentially recording during the daytime now. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're already recording intellectual rock star yep. during the day, which go check that out. You got a brand new logo. I saw that. <clears throat> yeah. I, I put the first, I did the first one just to kind of, you know, get it out there and get started. And then I was telling hope that I was like, mm, thinking of another one. And I was kind of going through some stuff and I found that one and I'm like, I like that one. So I went with that one. Um, we already have some people that have been telling people to go to it, like our friend BC Hunter. Yes, um, yes. Wrestling with the truth, wrestling with the war, wrestling with the uh, with the eighties, wrestling with the. I mean, just awesome dude, Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. You know, repping, and he's put us over so many times, and so I feel yes. You know, um, definitely got to return the favor now because, but just a super awesome dude. But he's been putting your podcast over. Um, I know he's mm-hmm. talked about my about the cubicle chat at times as well. I haven't been as prolific. I might be now that. I'm also, well, I'm not doing crap during the day, <laughs> you know, except for <laughs> cleaning up crap. Yeah. And with yeah. my, with my one dog, I'm literally cleaning up crap. I'm about to, pitch mm. Mm. he's old and he's in really, really bad health. He's, uh, he's already survived cancer. He's blind in one eye and the other eye is getting there as well. He, mm. You know, he's lost all of his hearing. He's got, he's got a lot of health issues. And it's like one of those, I'm like, this is why I started wearing shoes again around the house. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. it's one thing to step in it. When you step in it with bare feet, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, and so anytime I have to get up in this dark, I'm all, grab my phone, flashlight, you know, yeah. scanning yep. to make sure. But yeah, but, you know, during the day when I'm not um, actually doing something, you know, cleaning up around the house or doing something, I could sit down and record. So, yeah. So now yep. I'm thinking of more and more ideas, you know, We've talked about, in fact, we need to schedule that. You coming back on Cubicle Chat because we've got mm-hmm. some ideas for that. As yep. That's the one thing. Uh, you're not, I need to have you on Intellectual Rockstar. Heck yes. I mean, and see, that's the one thing. Like, when you're not working, you have a lot of free time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so it's like, what do you do with this? Okay, well, I mean, and I do have some other, to be honest with you. I mean, um, I do have some other stuff I need to be studying for, like my license mm-hmm. that now – I don't have you got you know, time for it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the 50, 60 hours of work each week. Yeah. You know, and plus the hour and a half driving time I was doing every day, you know, 45 minutes there, 45 minutes back. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I know a lot of people's drives are even further though. So I can't, you know, can't right. say too much about that. But, but either way, so Friday looks like we are going to be recording. Looks like we're going to have a, a special guest, a return guest from last year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we're looking at having returned to the show Wildcat Chris Harris. Yep. And, you know, so uh, looking forward to that one because that was a, a pretty fun interview last year. And yes, it was. You know, so uh, we've got to find out what the Wildcat is up to, uh, which is a lot. He is a very, very busy man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, but until we can actually talk again, whether it be Friday, whether it be tomorrow, whether I'm on your show before Friday, whether you're on my show before Friday. I just have to say to everybody out there, thank you for listening. Please go give us a five-star review. Give us a rating. Um, if you actually give us a a five-star rating with the review on Apple, because that's well, that's the one where you can do that, mm-hmm. I will actually read it on the air. 
Yeah. And I checked yesterday and I didn't I didn't see any more. I will check again right now and nope, no new one still. Uh now we have had other people give ratings. That does help. That actually helps with the algorithm. At least give us the mm-hmm. rating. That helps with the algorithm yeah. that gets us uh yeah. seen. You know, as far as like the ones like suggested shows for other other wrestling podcasts, people will say, Oh, there's another one. Let me go check that one out. And mm-hmm. it only helps us. You know, so right. uh tell tell your friends about us, you know, share it. Uh when you go on YouTube, uh same thing. You know, give a like, like, share, subscribe. Um, because we are at hundred and twenty one subscribers now. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So um but hopefully we can kind of build that build that up as well. Because Dwayne and I, we really love doing this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so the more people we can reach, uh, the better. It, it only helps us. So, um, and and plus, it, in addition to Wrestling with the Truth, definitely go check out Ted the Hillbilly Hill. He is everybody's, yes. you know, favorite wrestling podcast mentor. Yeah. He, he yeah. is the pod father for a reason. Um, and even though he's no longer on social media, his podcast is still there. You can also reach him at his uh, email. I believe it's. Uh, Hillbilly Hill at Gmail. Uh, maybe I talked to him this morning. He's doing pretty good. Oh yeah, Ted's a super awesome guy. We actually, um, you know, we actually both have his his actual phone number, phone number. Yeah. You know, so we can yeah. reach out to him directly. Which uh, he's, uh, you know, every time he's listened to one of our shows, he always gives me feedback. He'll text me and say, "Hey, I like that. You know, you guys are doing mm-hmm. a good job. You know, he so he's always." Uh, been great about that and so we try to return the favor for him as well so um but now i'm just rambling which is a kind of indication <laughs> that i'm getting tired he's getting <laughs> so, sleepy people <laughs> i'm getting sleepy pretty soon i'm gonna be talking all sorts of other stuff and you know doing like look i know we're not working right now but we still gotta go to bed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah i hadn't had supper yet so i still gotta go eat so. oh yeah and see no wonder your glucose is yelling at you yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> all right dude But until we can talk again, my friend, good night and God bless. God bless.